Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacket Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to frito to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. All right, what's shaking, Red Nation? We've got another winning episode on our hands tonight. Yes, sir. Jeremy Brenner here. And tonight, I think Michael Brown is so excited about this game. He was supposed to be off tonight, but the live recording of the show to come and talk. So I'm going to bring my co-pilot, Michael Brown, up to the stage. Mike. Uh, you seem very excited. This is your night off. You're coming. You're coming to talk rockets with me. How's it going? Uh, first of all, live from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, I decided to tune in to the end of the game, and we won our what, like 17th game in a row. I had to join the show tonight. I lost count after after 12. Yeah, what a win, man! Great win. Great win. Love to see it. Rockets win 118-116. Game winner from Eric Gordon, who had his best game of the season tonight. 24 points for him, a team high. And, yeah, I mean, like, yeah, and look, this this game should have been a lot uh, better. It shouldn't have been a two-point game. Rockets nearly poked this one away, but that doesn't matter anymore. The, the, the score at the end of the day, the Rockets had more than the Magic, and you take this win. Yeah, you have to. I mean, any win, after you lose, you know, 15 games in a row, you got to accept and enjoy every single win that you can get. And they're playing well right now. And it's another testament to the coaching staff. The adjustments that they've had to make on the fly have been impressive. And you got to give credit where credit is due. I think the criticism of Silas was warranted at the time, but I think he's done everything to show the fan base that he deserves our full faith. So I'll let you get back to it, my man. I just wanted to tune in. I'm sure you will have a great show as always. Of course, thank you very much, Mr. Michael Brown. Take care, man. Right, enjoy, enjoy your Philly trip. I'm gonna try my. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Who's yes. who's gonna win between uh, U of H and Cincy? Oh man, that's a great question, Jeremy. Um, there's no doubt the University of Houston wins tomorrow. All right, uh, all right. Since, I, I figured you'd say that. But well, uh, Cincinnati's time is over. Uh, they've won enough games in a row. Uh, it's Houston's time. We bring home the title tomorrow. Uh, we win by at least four points tomorrow. Uh, okay. All right. You heard it first here, everyone. Michael Brown's got the Cougars by four tomorrow. But let's talk to some Rockets, man. This is a Houston Rockets podcast, not a Houston Cougars podcast. So let's let's talk about our Rockets tonight. Yeah, I mean, look, you you would wish that this game would have been won by 10 points, considering the Rockets were up by 10 points with just a few minutes to go. And I think – you, you got to give credit to the Magic for staying in when they could have easily just folded. You know, the Magic have had a really difficult year, 5-19, and 19, basically a worse year than the Rockets in terms of, you know, games per uh, up until this point in the season. So, like, and we've seen it bad. So to think that they've had it just as bad, if not worse than us, you know, 
just goes to show you, like, and this team doesn't quit. Like, I think the Magic and the Rockets are, there's so many parallels between them. And, you know, like, Jalen Suggs is hurt. Jalen Green's hurt. But, you know, Franz Wagner is playing really well for them as a rookie. Alperin Shangun's playing really well as a rookie right now. So they, there's those similarities as well. You know, these are my these are my two homes, my two cities. I'm I'm Houston born and raised, but I'm Orlando now. And to see the 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 bright futures that these two teams have, it's really nice to see. Really nice to see. But of course, I am from the H, born and raised, and the Rockets are my first and only team, and they got the win tonight. So I'm very very thrilled about that, and I'm thrilled to talk to uh, my first guest on the show. Actually, well, it said on the speaker request that. We had Alex here, but Alex doesn't appear to be here anymore. But if anybody that is listening to us live here on Spotify Greenroom wants to come up, chop it up with the Rockets. We've got Adam here coming up. So I'm going to bring up Adam to the show. He's been a familiar face or familiar voice on the pod for the last couple of episodes. So Adam, welcome to the show, my friend. How are you? Doing good. Another another Rockets win. Another uh, Rockets win. A great day to see it. Yeah, streak is at at five, hopefully extend that to six against the Pelicans. Um, the, you know, from the first possession of the game, I, you know, I had a good feeling about it. You, you can kind of tell that the Rockets and Silas and the coaching staff have been um, adapt, you know, adaptable to kind of what they're seeing, you know, initially, you know, off the, off the first rebound kind of outlet pass to Jay Sean Tate, Jay Sean Tate didn't have to wait for, you know, for KPJ to bring it down looking to initiate the offense, try to get some kind of advantage. Um, the Rockets, they, uh, they play with a lot of heart tonight. A couple of things that were uh, – I'll talk about Eric Gordon first. Eric Gordon yeah. just gives me kind of, you know, some kind of cardiac symptoms. You know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of good and bad, you know, over the, over the years. More, much more good. But uh, I just I just don't like the ball in Eric Gordon's hands at the end of the game. You know we're up by 13 uh, with about four and a half minutes to go. Orlando goes on a 15-2 run, and just like silly turnovers and just and obviously he redeems himself. I, I just uh, I, I and, and eventually they they do go back to Jay Sean Tate to initiate the offense. But his you know if we don't have KPJ for you know for a couple of games here he got me thinking a little bit about, you know, getting 10, 15 minutes from John wall. Wouldn't be that bad, but you know, that's, you know, that's kind of hopefully not necessary. Um, I was, I was, I was, it was interesting to see just some of the moves from Mosley um, Orlando's coach. I think he took out Wendell Carter jr. And Mo Bamba with about seven minutes to go in the third. They didn't come back till about like seven minutes in the fourth and we we had we had a lot of trouble dealing with with those you know double bigs and they, he only mm-hmm. played them together for the most part. I, I think I, I think I think uh, it would have been a lot more difficult for us to win if if they were kind of uh, kind of playing them a lot more. But uh, Garrison Matthews uh, Garrison Matthews was you know really clutch and uh, just you know glad we got the win you know ultimately. Yeah, I think you look when when it's a two point game and I think the Magic and the Rockets, at least the rosters they put out tonight, uh, were, were both pretty well matched. And I think when when you mentioned the whole because, look, this game was about runs at the end of the day. And 
the the magic went on that run at the beginning of the second half and may went up seven and then i think that's when they took out then after that run is when uh you know they, they took out carter and bamba and then the rockets were able to go on their run tied it up at the end of the quarter then the rockets were able to go on their run in the middle of the quarter and then the magic were able to you know get it right back to uh what it was tied at 116 and then the rockets made the final shot and that's that's how some games go and you know i think when when it when you look at it from that point of view you know in some ways that's how football works that's how basketball works um but the rockets hung tough you know they because there was those last two possessions from Eric Gordon that if you don't make those, Rockets don't win this game. And that that just goes to show every single possession counts and every decision is magnified. And I think that um, I think that the decisions that were made by each coach, I think, were, were smart. There were some smart decisions the Magic made. There were smart decisions Silas and the Rockets made. And then there were some not so smart decisions that each each team made. So I do think that. This is this was a perfectly well matched game tonight, and very very lucky, very happy the Rockets came out on top. Absolutely, I, I definitely kind of saw Eric Gordon. You know, he has been, and I think he's going to continue to build his value. I I think we might be able to get two firsts for him come the trade deadline. Two firsts is a lot because you know if you think of it like this, Nikola Vucevic w- went for two firsts. So, like, if you say Eric Gordon can go for two firsts, that's basically putting him on the same level as Nikola Vucevic, who was an all-star last season. So, I, I don't know if two firsts is really like it, but definitely this is this game is – you point to this game, and this is why contenders should be, you know, signing up for Eric Gordon. And maybe the Rockets will be able to, you know, drive the market up because the good thing about where the NBA is right now is there are so many teams that – are contenders is in in the east and then you look at the west too and you know i guess the warriors and the suns are kind of in the class of their own but there are still going to be other buyers in the west that are looking to get to you know maybe that second tier maybe they feel like if they were to face the suns the warriors in the second round that if an injury were to pop up maybe they would be able to slide in um and eric gordon would fit a lot of teams i think the eastern conference is a more likely place for eric gordon to go just because there's so many so many teams that are looking to get an edge on on each other, but tonight is you know the scouting report, like the the analytics departments in the executive boards on on those teams in the East, they're gonna looking at this game and like this is why we need to go get Eric Gordon at the trade deadline. So you know it's it's good because and you mentioned I think what cardiac is the word you used when it came to Eric Gordon and look that's been Eric Gordon his whole career in Houston. And when it's bad, it's really bad. But when it's good, it's really good. And he's a true difference maker in games like this. And, you know, tonight without Eric Gordon, Rockets don't win this game. Absolutely. I think there, def- there definitely will be an arms race amongst those contenders. I, mean, I, I, could, I could see a team like Denver, you know, Jamal Murray comes back. You know, Eric Gordon would would be really kind of well suited there. You know, they're going to need they're going to need shooting with the uh, MPJ going down. Um, I, it's, it's possible, you know, you know, at least, at least one first, but I think he has a lot of value. Um, I was really impressed with Orlando. They're, they're, they're actually really fun mm-hmm. to watch. They are. Um, yeah. They, they've already paid Wendell, Wendell Carter Jr. They're, they're really basically are just waiting this year to see, to, you know, see if they want to commit to Mo Bamba. 
you know, ultimately they probably will have to choose between them. And, but yeah. Mo Bamba has extremely improved his game in the last, in the last year, basically ever since, um, you know, Vooch got traded, you know, cause, cause when, when they, before Vooch went on his whole like all-star um, like ascent, this like they drafted Obama like that year before before Vooch kind of went off and unlocked a different level of his game, and so that kind of put Obama in this really tough spot. But ever since they've they've moved on from Vooch, it's given Obama that opportunity, and he's playing well enough to where you know he's made himself a viable asset for this Magic team, and and you're starting to see the pieces are coming together with this Magic team. I think there's going to be a lot of people from this current roster that will be on that team you know, when, when they are good again, I think that this team, you know, I see a lot of similarities with the Rockets and the magic here. I think that they, they are, they're slowly, but surely, you know, getting it. I think that it's going to take maybe I'd say two ish years, but um, you know, the magic probably going to get a really nice pick this year. And hopefully they'll be able to use that into, and to build a further, you know, a further idea of what they want this team to become. Yeah, I, I think I think they're just kind of a maybe a a really good point guard away. If, if this if that team had Lamelo Ball on it, I think they'd be pushing for a number five. I think, seed a, I think a lot of teams, teams if they had Lamelo Ball would be pushing for a five seed. He's incredible. But yeah, yeah. Um, uh, all right, Adam, I'm gonna send you back down and uh, hopefully get someone else up here soon. But thank you so much for the for the conversation. Thanks, thanks a lot. Bye. Yeah, so I think another guy we got to talk about here is Alperin Shengun. Um, and he had a really nice game tonight, 13 points for him, five assists. And I think with Kevin Porter down, you know, ironically enough, you know, this team do- didn't have like a true point guard. I guess if you want to include DJ Augustine, sure. But, you know, this team really lacked like a surefire point guard. And having Shengun there really helps. And I think that, that is why a Shengun Wood pairing could work. You know, we haven't seen a whole lot of Shengun and Wood on the floor together. We did kind of in the latter stretch of the game because Shengun was, you know, basically playing well enough to where, you know, Silas couldn't take him off the floor. And, you know, I think we've seen this a few times now from, from Shengun where he's just playing, you know, he's playing well beyond his expectations, you know, were, I guess, at the beginning of the season. And I think when it comes to when it comes to Shangun, if he's able to be this kind of, you know, if they want to run the offense through him and if he wants to run point forward, I think that helps a guy like Evan Border, you know, because he can kind of take some of the ball handling off of him and he can play, you know, I guess his more natural position as a shooting guard. But he also he you know, he is the point guard of the offense. And but knowing that there is a another ball handler out there would it would be beneficial to have him play like I'm really I'm going to be so excited and I'm sure a lot of us will be when when Shengun enters that starting lineup with Christian Wood I, I'm sure that a starting lineup with Kevin Porter Jalen Jay Sean Tate Shengun and Wood will happen at some point this season I think that it's only a matter of time and I think that once um or once once the trade deadline comes and goes and and Eric Gordon is likely in a new place. And I think that will eventually unlock that lineup. Um, but speaking of Jalen, you know, he is week to week. The the doctor Silas before the game said there wasn't a whole lot of change with him. 
and they're just going to keep him playing week by week. They said he wasn't going to play for a while, which was a little bit disappointing. Um, you know, his injury, I guess it was, uh, I guess it was, was an ankle sprain. It wasn't an ankle sprain. It was, yeah, it was, it was, so, oh, it was a hamstring strain. Excuse me. I'm thinking, I'm thinking of Christian Wood here, but um, yeah. So the, the strain is going to keep him out like maybe two to four weeks, I would say. But I mean, this, this update we got today wasn't very, um, it wasn't very encouraging. So hopefully, hopefully we get a better answer in a week from now and hopefully Jalen will be able to play, you know, before the, before we get to 2022, I think that's a, I think that's fair. Um, I think it's a fair assessment of his timetable, at least for someone who has a very low doctoral opinion like I do. Um, but Kevin Porter is the one I'm a little bit more concerned about because this is the third time this, this thigh contusion has kind of popped up. Um, you know, obviously the first time he sat a few games, then he came back um, in Wednesday and kind of re-aggravated it, tried to go again today, only played 18 minutes today, eight points. So he's making the most of his minutes, six assists as well. So he's playing well, I think in these minutes, but he's not able to sustain that. And I think the best move for him is, is, and this is not like the most popular answer either, but the best, the best solution for Kevin Porter is to have him like sit like a full week, at least kind of what they're doing with Jalen green and just give him a week. I know they, he wants to play and, you know, kind of with Jalen out, it kind of, you know, magnifies the need for him to play since they don't really have a lead guard out there. Um, and, and Adam was mentioning about John wall and how, you know, we got a, you know, maybe 15 minutes for John wall wouldn't hurt. So, but I don't necessarily believe that John wall is close to returning either. Um, I, I think that maybe there's a chance that, you know, he it just pops up out of nowhere and like, oh yeah, John Wall is gonna be, you know, activated tonight and he'll play against. I, like, I don't think it's gonna happen anytime soon. Um, so the Rockets are gonna be struggling here to to really have a, a true point guard um, out there. And I'm not sure if DJ Augustine is your is your solution there, and he'll get some starts, or I, I don't know if it's gonna mean like, because if you think about it, then in the next game, assuming Kevin Porter can't play. They've got Gordon, Matthews, Jay Sean Tate, Christian Moore. Who's the, who's your fifth? I mean, at this point, I could see a number of solutions here. Um, I think KJ Martin maybe makes sense. I, I'd be kind of curious about that lineup and let let Eric Gordon run point, but I, I don't necessarily know if that is going to be a good fit. Um, you know, maybe it's maybe it's DJ Augustine that could work. Spacing wise, if you get a guy like Armani Brooks out there, I think that probably helps your spacing the most, but Armani doesn't run point either. So you're kind of forcing Eric Gordon here to be your point guard. And I'm not necessarily, you know, a hundred percent on, on, on that idea, but at this point they really don't have very many other options other than John wall. But at this point with John wall, there's still, a whole lot of uncertainty in regards to him. So it, it, it does kind of throw the Rockets here in a bit of a, in a bit of a bind. And um, I, the, the good thing though, is that it doesn't really matter. I, I, like it really doesn't when, when the expectations are not very high, you know, it's not like a crucial, like, Oh, do they even need to get a guy off the street? Like, no, it, it's not that deep. Um, but I could see, I could see DJ Augustine starting. I think that's probably the most likeliest scenario. Although who's going to come off the bench. So, 
now, now that I'm kind of talking it out, I think it's going to be either KJ or DJ. That, that's my guess. And I would say KJ Martin's the more likely one, but then again, you know, things could change on a dime. So I, I'm going to, I'm going to be really curious to see what that starting five looks like when the Rockets play the Pelicans on Sunday. Um, the Pelicans have been playing really well lately too. I, I know they, they are kind of at the bottom of the Western conference with, with the Rockets, but the Pelicans have won now three of five coming into the current, um, you know, as of right this second that I'm recording this, but they're up 14 with four minutes to go against the Dallas Mavericks. So that's going to be four and six for them. A win against the Jazz comes there as well. A win against the Clippers on the road and a win against the Mavericks on the road. So not only are they, are they beating good teams, they're beating good teams on the road. So I think the Pelicans are going to be a pretty big challenge, especially if Kevin Porter can't play. I, I'd be definitely a little bit concerned there. Um, but yeah, I think this Jonas Valanciunas, Christian Wood matchup could be really nice. Jonas Valanciunas has been playing out of his mind lately. Um, he's in foul trouble tonight, only 12 points and 10 rebounds in 23 minutes, but he's been playing really well. Uh, Brandon Ingram starting to get, uh, get into his rhythm. So I think that this should be a good test for the Rockets because I don't necessarily think it's a, it's a slam dunk win. Um, like, like these past couple of games, you know, have been like the Rockets are not going to have an easy win uh, hardly because they're just not there in terms of the, even with teams like this, like the magic, they're very, very close to them. And I think that the Rockets are going to be able to, I think they're going to be competing with a lot of these teams. I think the, the, the five games we've seen here, it's, it's a great reminder of what they can do, what they can be. They can beat the teams that they are competitive with and are of similar skill, but also they can, they can challenge some of the best teams in the NBA. Um, so I think, cause look, after the Pelicans, this schedule goes back to being rough again. Um, and I think that a lot of why the Rockets struggled in this 15 game losing streak were because of the schedule. Like the schedule is brutal. Like let's, let's remind ourselves, like we had five games on the West coast. Uh, one was against the Suns on the road. One's against the Warriors. Um, you know, they've played, they've played some tough teams on the road. They played the Grizzlies, um, but the Suns again. So it's like they had a tough schedule and the schedule's kind of, you know, relaxed a little bit in the last couple of weeks, but, or excuse me, in the last week or so. But I think, you know, the schedule is going to get rough again. You got Brooklyn on Wednesday, Milwaukee Friday, uh, Memphis Saturday on a back-to-back. You know, we went to Memphis the sec- on the last time on a back-to-back. We got we lost by 30. Um, hopefully that doesn't happen next week when, when they play Memphis. But then it's Atlanta, Cleveland, you know, New York. Not a tough, not an easy game either. That's on a back-to-back. The, a- after this Brooklyn-Milwaukee uh, homestand. So they play Brooklyn, New Orleans Sunday, Brooklyn Wednesday, Milwaukee Friday. They go eight of their next nine on the road. Uh, with Memphis, Atlanta, Cleveland, uh, second half of a back-to-back against New York. Then you go Detroit, Chicago, Milwaukee, Indiana, Charlotte. And so that, it's going to be tough because they're going to be playing in, in cold weather cities in in December, uh, a long road trip at that. So this is going to really test the Rockets in a different way than this last week or so has. And I, I'm I'm hoping that, 
the losses that do come within this next is the Rockets are going to lose eventually. Hopefully it isn't, you know, the next game or, you know, hopefully they win some of these games that they, they shouldn't, but they're going to, they're going to come against some losses. And the question is when those losses come, will they be able to rebound from it? And that's, that's why the losing streak went on for as long as it did, because they were unable to pick up the pieces for the next game. And the Rockets have proven in these last five games, that they've been able to build upon what they had in their previous game. And hopefully they can, you know, learn how to reset. And when they go from a loss and when they fall down, they're able to get back up again. Um, so I hope that they'll be able to stay up when they play New Orleans on Sunday and uh, they can stay up for as long as possible. Um, but with all these injuries popping up and with um, with the opponents on the schedule getting a little bit tougher, it's going to be harder to do that. Um, so I think this is a good place to park the rocket ship for now. Thank you guys so much for tuning into this episode of The Dream Take. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at The Dream Take and at DreamShakeSBN. Head to our website at dreamshake.com. Of all things Houston Rockets on SBNation.com. We'll be back Sunday with another episode of The Dream Take after what will hopefully be win number six in a row against the New Orleans Pelicans. And be sure to subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to your podcast. And if you want, you can follow me on Twitter at Jeremy Brenner. That's J-E-R-E-M-Y-B-R-E-N-E-R. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of The Dream Take. And until next time, go Rockets. Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. Support for Pivot comes from Polestar. At Polestar, every inch of every vehicle they design is thoughtfully made. They're made to transform auto performance, accelerating from 0 to 60 in less than 4.2 seconds with fully electric all-wheel drive. They're made to elevate the driving experience with LED headlights and a panoramic glass roof. And they're made to uphold a greater responsibility to the planet using sustainable materials and energy-saving systems. The result is a car that combines the best of today with the technology of tomorrow. Pure performance, pure design, Polestar. Design yours and book a test drive today at polestar.com.